We're kicking off a series today called I Love My Church. I love my church. How many can say that right now? You love your church. All right, if you can't raise your hand right now, give us four weeks, okay? Give us four weeks. Don't miss any one of these four weeks. And at the end of this month, at the end of February, you're going to walk in here, you're going to run, you're going to bear hug your pastor, Pastor Orville, and you're going to let him know, I love my church. I love my church because if you look under your pew right now, if you have a card that says that you're getting a car, you're getting, I'm just kidding, it's not there. (laughs) It's right over here, no one sat there, so we'll try it again next week, we'll just keep moving it. But we, we began thinking about this series and thinking about the relationships that we want to develop within the church. Whenever I first came and I was visiting with Pastor before we came on staff and I was just talking to him uh, about joining the team here at Elm Grove and uh, he was walking me through this facility and it's it's amazing now that I'm a part of it. Whenever we have special events or, or you know, weddings or memorial services, People walk in and, and, you know, you don't expect this out in the country, right? And, and I know there's a lot of people who think we're bringing them out here when we give them directions. We're bringing them out here to, you know, take them to meet their maker. They're like, there's no way. There's a church out here. Yes. But when they walk in, and it's, it's fun just to watch their face because they're just like, what in the world is this doing out here? Yes. And it's just a fantastic facility that we have. But I remember Pastor telling me, he said, if we don't have the people and our people aren't excited about what's going on here, this is just a big fancy hay barn. Just a big fancy hay barn. And I thought, man, I'd like to have a hay barn like this. That'd be all right. But, but it's true. It's true. As beautiful as the facility is, what makes Elm Grove Elm Grove is not the facility. It's you guys. It's you guys. It's the reputation that you carry in this community, in this area. It's the third Friday rib dinners. It's the first Sunday breakfast now. It's the events that we host. It's, it's, and it's not about this facility. It's about you. It's about the heart, the love that you guys have. And so as we talk about this, um, we're going to, to just kind of emphasize who the church is. And we're also just going to affirm what we're doing, okay? What, and, and, and just, just it's sometimes it's just good to be reminded yes. that we're, we're on the right track, yes. that God's doing, doing something cool in our midst, amen? <laughs> so how many know there are different places, different locations, different buildings that we eventually have to visit in life? Yes. We have to. And I'm not talking about Disney World. Right. That's a want-to visit place. Right. And I'm not talking about Ted's Escondido. That's a want to. That's a get to. That's a blessing. Come on, say amen. Yes. Amen. 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 That's that's Sister Sherry's favorite place to eat. We, we love. <laughs> yeah. I'm talking about the places we have to go. There are places we have to go over the course of life. School, man. School, for example, we have to go. The dentist's office, <laughs> we have to go. There are various places that invoke a variety of responses in us. 
You can just come to my house early in the mornings before school. And you come and you can sit with us and you can see we're blessed with the two older siblings or two older kids we have with J.D. and Jaxie. They're usually not that difficult to get up and around on mornings. Wake them up and they kind of get up. They're uh, 15 and 13. They kind of know the routine. But then we have this one named Josie. And Josie, I love her with everything in me. She is my princess. I, I, I love her. Um, and half the time, it's pretty decent. But then the other half is what really sticks out in your mind. It's the other half that really carries the weight. It's the mornings that she does not want to go to school that invokes a response in her that we cast out in the name of Jesus. How many know what I'm talking about? How many parents have ever been there? All right, so we're, we're not alone. All right. You know, some morning she gets up and she's like, oh, Father, I can't wait to go to school and learn. You know? Another morning she, you're like, Joe, say, wake up, baby, leave me alone. Right? <laughs> Head spins, I don't know what's going on. But there, it just carries a response places that she has to, we'll tell her, Josie, you've got to go to school, or mommy, ja- daddy will go to jail. Yeah. <laughs> I'll come visit you. <laughs> <laughs> but we feel different about going to the mall, say, compared to going to the dentist. Maybe not the men, <laughs> but the women in here. You'd feel different about going to the mall. You tell a lady, hey, we're going to go to the mall. Oh, goody. Hercules, Hercules. You're right. We're going to go to the dentist. I've never once seen someone, you're going to go to the dentist. Oh, that's awesome. I can't wait to get my teeth drilled. No one carries it. And if you, if you carry that response, we'll pray for you after service, okay? <laughs> but no one just carries that response. Here's what we're going to do today. In just a second, I'm going to have Kevin flash some images on the screen. And I want you out loud, okay? Out loud, say what the first thing is that comes to your mind, what the first word is that comes to your mind that you can say in church. (laughs) Let me say that. Okay? I want you to say it out loud where people can hear you. Okay? Show me that first picture. DMV. For some, it's not a word. For some, it's just, ugh. <laughs> In fact, I don't know if I heard any words. I just heard, ugh. Anyone here just, you love going to the DMV? Anybody here, you just, man, it's my day to go to the DMV. I can't wait to sit there with all those people hacking and coughing. Right? All right. Let's go to the next one. Doctor's office. Anyone here just love shots? No, shots, not. (laughs) You shouldn't love those shots either, people. We'll talk about that later. Anyone here just wake up here? Man, I get to go to the doctor today. Now, Dr. Duffy, I love Dr. Duffy. Love passing by him in the community. He comes to our church. Love having him part of our church. Love having seen him at, at, at the gym, at the basketball games and football games. But when I have to go see him, it invokes a different response in me. 
right? Yes. And then not because he's a bad man, but because I know he's going to hurt me, right? <laughs> I know he's going to send me to that lady that has the needle, right? Yes. And those things are the devil. <laughs> and so it just res- invokes a different response. Go to that next one. <laughs> Some of the kids, some of the students who, they enjoy going to Walmart because they don't have to pay for it yet. Tell my kids we're going to Walmart. Oh, yeah. You're not getting anything. Oh, man. Right? But Walmart, that just, you know, it's funny. We've heard kind of the same response of all three of these. Right? In the Greek, that means I hate it. So you, you've seen the responses. These places that we have to go just kind of invokes a response in us. These haven't been rave reviews of these places. Now, this next one, before we throw it up there, I, I don't want you to say anything out loud. I just want you to think about it, okay? I don't want you to say anything out loud. I just want you to think about it. What is the thought or the feeling that comes to your heart, your gut, your mind, Whenever you hear or whenever you see this next place, go. For some, now if you can't tell, that's Elm Grove. And what is that, McDonald's? That's Elm Grove. That's this big fancy hay barn. And for some, when that picture flashed, it's like, man, I love this place. For me, when that picture flashed, I love this place. But if we can be really honest, and maybe there's no one here this morning who would say this, but maybe there's some who, if they were here, they'd kind of look at this picture the same way that they view the other three. Not so much they don't like the people, but it's just it's a place I have to go. It's a place I have to go. It's a have-to place not a want-to place. Can we get really real this morning? For some, because of things that have happened in their past, they see a picture of a church. I'm not talking specifically about Elm Grove. But they see a picture of a church. Maybe they haven't stepped into that church in a long time, or maybe they never have. But that picture just because of something that's happened in their past invokes that same response that Walmart does. I've got to go. I've got to go. I don't want to go. But I've got to go. Come on, I'm preaching really good right now. Is that what God intended when he created this thing called the church? When we wake up on Sunday mornings, ah, it's Sunday morning. Come on, let's be real. Sunday morning. Isn't it, isn't it awesome how on Sunday mornings it's so easy to sleep in? Yes. Other days of the week, you can just jump right up. But on Sunday mornings, it's just like a drag. Yes. You know? Some people, man, they're waking up on Sunday, oh, Sunday morning. Oh. Okay, give me five more minutes. Okay, give me till five after 12. Some people, that's, that's just the, the, their, their response. 
And maybe it's because of something, a relationship that's transpired within a family they worshiped with before. But for some reason, they look at, the, at a church and they just, that, it's the same response as Walmart, the DMV, and the doctor's office. I've got to go. I've got to go. Is this God's idea of community? Is this God's idea? I believe the Bible tells us that no, this isn't the plan for God's church. This isn't the, the response that he wants to invoke. In fact, I believe that God wants us to love the church and to love the church the way God intended it to be. And that's what this series is going to be about, is about falling in love with the church, with the community that God intended us to be. It's going to be a lot of fun. Are you ready? So we go to John chapter 13, verse 34 and 35. In John chapter 13, verse 34 and 35, it says this. It says, a new commandment I give to you, that you love one another just as I've loved you. And also are to love one another. You also are to love one another. And by this, all people will know that you are my disciples. If you have love for one another. There's a key word there, love. Love. This is how people will know that you're one of my disciples, is that you love one another. Is that you love one another. This verse is a prelude of the church it is to come. The church will start in Acts. But here we find Jesus meeting with his disciples. He's telling them uh, uh, how his followers will be known what the reputation of his followers will be, what the reputation of this community that he calls church will be, that they will be a people who are known for their love for one another. Church people are meant to love one another. We're supposed to love one another. Look at your neighbor and say, I love you. Even if you gotta do it by faith. (laughs) Look at them. If it's your spouse, lie to them, you know. I love you. This thing isn't optional. It's not, it's not a multiple choice. It's a command of Jesus Christ. We are to love one another. Yes. But what does that mean? What does it mean to love one another? When we say we want to love the church as God intended it to be, what do we mean by that? Well, this week we're coming off the fast, right? This week has been the first week off the fast, and, and I don't know about you, but... Man, isn't it funny how commercials just hit you a little bit different when you're on a fast? Yes. Yes. burger <laughs> Just come out with this mushroom Swiss burger. <laughs> right? And they start advertising the 1st of January right when we began the fast. Right. And so I'm sitting here and I'm watching this commercial. And it's like, ooh. You know, and it's like, it's got the, it's got the, the you know, the hamburger there, and they're, they're pouring the mushrooms on top of it, you know, and they got the music playing in the background, you know. Oh, it's the mushroom Swiss burger from Whataburger. You know, and you're like, ha, oh. right? And you're like, no, I'm on a fast, I'm on a fast. And so through this whole time, man, I have been craving since day two, I've been craving a mushroom Swiss burger. I've never tried one in my life. But I was craving one. And so when the fast was over on Monday, we went to a restaurant. You know what I got? A mushroom Swiss burger. I've been wanting to try it. And I can tell you now, this restaurant, they had great service, great, great atmosphere. The experience was phenomenal. And I can tell you right now, I have a new favorite burger. I love mushroom Swiss burgers. Oh, I love them. I love them a lot. Right? How many know what I'm talking about? While we were on the fast, we went to see Tim Hawkins, and we stopped by Whataburger on the way home because it's the only thing open that late at night. 
And so we had, we had some adults with us, some students with us. We stopped by Whataburger. Some of them are diving into their burgers. I'm over there eating my salad. I'm like, oh, this is a good burger right here, you know? <laughs> and this past week, I finally got my mushroom Swiss burger, and I'm telling you, it is heaven on earth. It is amazing. I love it. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Switching gears, my daughters, Josie and Gentry, at night, we like to play hide-and-go-seek or we'll play chase. You know, They'll come around the corner and I'll bust out and scare them and then we take them to counseling that week. And we chase each other around the house, and it's a whole lot of fun. And we scream and yell and holler, and, and we're just trying to get tired. That's what we're trying to try to just get them tired, try to get them ready for bed. Well, this past week, we're playing, and I tell Josie, I say, it's time to go to bed. And she goes, Daddy, can you come lay down with me? <laughs> of course. <laughs> of course. <coughs> and so we do. And I'm sitting there, and I'm laying down with her, and she rolls over, and she wraps her arms around my head, and I like, puts her arms around my head and neck, and she doesn't call me daddy. She calls me daddy. Daddy. And I don't, I don't know what she has up with, those, with the second and third D. She just won't say it. It's daddy, and it's so cute. And I hope when she's 40, she still calls me that. Daddy. And she wrapped her arms around my neck and she goes, Daddy, I love you. I'm like, oh, what do you want? <laughs> Anything. You got it. <laughs> and I tell her, I said, Baby, I love you too, Princess. Because I love my girls. I love my girl. I love my son too. Just for podcast reasons, I'll say that. <laughs> I love my girls. I love burgers. I love my girls. What do we mean when we say I love my church? Say I'm going somewhere. Does he want us to look at one another like I loved my experience at this restaurant? Like I love that burger at this restaurant? Or does he want me to look at the church like maybe I look at my daughter's? With the restaurant, I was experiencing something that was given to me. It was a place that was offering me something. And the restaurant fed me and provided a moment which I could participate with what they offered. If the experience in itself was good and the food was excellent, I could rate it at a high level and give it a positive review and recommend it to others. If the experience and the food was opposite, I wouldn't return. And I may hop on Facebook and tell others to avoid it. Come on, you know who I'm talking about. With my daughters, I'm experiencing an important relationship. My daughter is someone I'm intrinsically connected with. My love for her isn't based off what I'm receiving or experiencing. It's based off who she is and my involvement in that relationship. Because I love her, I care for her, I want to spend time with her, we go through life together. And this journey might bring some not-so-great experiences, but we work through those. I don't rate my daughter. I love her. Oh, come on, somebody. The church was never intended to be the way a lot of people view the church today. 
It was never intended to be a restaurant experience. It was intended to be a relationship experience. It was intended to be, it begins first and foremost with our relationship with Jesus Christ. And through that relationship, we are connected with one another. There is a vertical side of the cross and there's a horizontal side of the cross. There's a vertical beam and a horizontal beam. And as Jesus is hanging on that vertical beam, he stretched out his hands uh, horizontally because as we are connected with him, as we are connected earth to heaven, we're also connected one to another. Come on, somebody. The church was never meant to be like a restaurant. It's meant to be like relationship. Jesus loves us, and he brought us into relationship with himself. His death on the cross was an act of love for us. Earlier in John, we were told that it's because God loved us so much, he gave us his only son, that his own son gave his life. He died for us. He loved us, he served us, and he saved us. And being brought into that relationship, we aren't only brought into relationship with Jesus, but we're brought into relationship with one another. Being in relationship with Jesus means I'm a part of his church, which means I'm a part of his kingdom, which means I'm a part of the family of faith. When I married Jenny, I didn't just marry Jenny and leave everybody else alone. I married Jenny and because I married Jenny, now I have this new family in my life. I have these people called in-laws and I'm blessed. I've got incredible in-laws, incredible mom and dad, uh, incredible brother-in-law. I've got an incredible family and I didn't get to choose that. But because I'm a part of her life, because we are doing life together, now the in-laws are part of our family. Flaws and all. Everything, the good experiences and the bad, now we do it together. When you come in and you give your life to Jesus Christ, you are a part of the church. Jesus never intended for us to do life alone. There are no lone rangers in the kingdom of God. When people isolate themselves, that's when bad things happen. That's when we get messed up. That's when we start going astray. Because God never intended for us to do this thing alone. We are family. Come on. I'll disco this thing out of here. We're family. And so when we're connected with Jesus, now we're connected to... Well, praise the Lord. (laughs) Bathrooms are right out that door to your right. When we're connected with Jesus, we are connected with one another now. You're connected to that person sitting on your left and sitting on your right. And I don't care if you know all their past, you're connected. Woo! We're connected. Jesus wants us to be connected. And many people treat the church like the restaurant. If the experience isn't to their liking, we'll find somewhere else to go. Oh, come on, somebody. And this is beyond unfortunate because this sets up expectations that the church was never meant to fulfill. This sets up expectations that we are not intended to fulfill. The church isn't perfect. How do I know that? Because I'm in it. I don't know about you, but I can tell you Elm Grove is not perfect because I'm a part of it. And I've made at least two mistakes this morning. And guess what? The church isn't perfect because you're a part of it. 
The Bible says we've all sinned and fallen short of his glory. And so to, 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 to base our church experience like a restaurant, we set up expectation that was never meant to be fulfilled. We're not a restaurant, we're relationship driven. When we have that kind of mentality, it is not a serving focus, it's not a relationship focus, it's a self focus. What can this place do for me? Come on, somebody. I'm preaching really good here. And the church isn't supposed to be like that. You will experience the love for the church when you intentionally love the church. When you intentionally love the church. How many wake up every morning feeling love for your spouse? Well, after they've snored all night long, you don't wake up feeling love for them. You wake up feeling like you want to bless them with the right hand of fellowship. Last night, <laughs> I don't know what's going on. I guess I was hitting some pretty good octaves. Then I, I felt the bump. You know, come on, every man in here knows what I'm talking about. You know, roll over. <laughs> no, uh-huh. Roll over. <laughs> and I did. I fell off the bed. <laughs> She's like, that's what you get. I promise you, Jenny doesn't wake up every morning going, man, I love that man. He is such my Prince Charming. He just, God's gift to us. Oh, praise Jesus. I promise you. But she wakes up every morning, she makes a choice to love me. And sometimes that choice can be a little bit easier, and sometimes it can be a little bit harder. That's the way it is with the church. You choose to love the church. You choose to love this family. And we may have times when we disagree. We may have times when we're like, I, man, I showed up for breakfast and they had breakfast casserole and I was wanting bacon and pancakes. I ain't ever coming back. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> we choose. We, do. Yes, we, do. we choose the love. Yes, we do. And when you don't intentionally love the church, you will not experience the love for the church. What does it look like to intentionally love the church? I'm wrapping up here. It means to be in community with one another as God intended for it to be. And that's what this series is going to be about. So let me give you an overview of this month, what we'll be talking about. Pastor, next week will be talking about how we love by connecting. We love by connecting. Get connected. Get connected. You're a part of the body of Christ. If you've invited Jesus Christ in your life, you're a part of the body of Christ. And how many know a toe over here dancing all by itself is a freak show? If my toe was to jump off my body and come over here and dance, I can make a lot of money, but that's a freak show. Come on. We're not meant to be apart from the body. We're meant to be part of the body. Come on. I love my, look at your neighbor and say, I love my church. I love my church. We're going to love by connecting. We're going to love by serving. God's given each and every one of us a superpower. You know that? Come on, Batman, Superman. You've got a superpower. We're going to talk about that in week three. What is your superpower? Being in community. And then we're also going to talk about how we love by sharing. That this love for Jesus gives us that that we don't hoard this love in us and to us alone.
that we have a community that we go and we share this with. The love that we have for one another is meant for our community. Is meant to love as Jesus loves. We aren't sharing the love of God only with our words, but we're sharing with our deeds. In school, um, one one of my kids is kind of having, was kind of having a a rough experience with someone. And uh, this this person was uh, saying things, you know, that wasn't exactly accurate. And they just like to talk. You know what I'm talking about. And so it was really, really hurting one of my kids' hearts. And whenever I, I first heard this, the first thing I told my child is I said, you avoid them like I avoid the vegan diet. That's big time. I said, you get away from them. You don't have anything to do with them. You leave them alone. Stay away from them. And then I got to working on this sermon series. (laughs) That's where God will get you. And I got to thinking about this student that the issues are with. And I got to thinking about... um, some of the things they've gone through already in life that they, they should have never have gone through at this age. Some of the battles they've had to face way too young. And so I went back and I told my child, I said, let's, let's talk about this again. And I said, you, you kill them with kindness. Yes. Yes. You kill them with kindness. You show this person love because I'm almost willing to bet that they haven't had someone love them unconditionally like Jesus Christ has. And so you hang in there and you love them. Is it hard? You bet. Is it natural? No. Is it right? Yes. Is it an intentionally made decision? Yes. And we're going to talk about this, this in weeks to come. Yes. I invite you to stick with us these next three weeks because we're going to look at ways that we intentionally love the church. And there are two things I want to challenge you with this morning as I leave. That was all introduction. Here's my sermon. <laughs> two things. Let's go real quick. Let people know you love your church. Again, it's not about this facility. It's about each other. It's about the person on your left, the person on your right, the person in front of you, the person behind you. You let people know you love your church. We're going to have t-shirts. We hope to have them here next week. And these t-shirts say, I love my church and has Elm Grove Community Church on it. Kind of a new new style of t-shirt. And we're going to encourage you to pick up those t-shirts. Only $50 each. Pick one up. (laughs) No, they're cheaper than that. Pick up a t-shirt. And envision these shirts as conversation starters. I don't know about you, but I've been out and about, and you know, I'll wear my OSU gear or, or Kansas City Royals or you know, whoever my favorite teams are. And I'll be out and about. Just the other day, we were somewhere, and we were coming out of a store. I guess as an Enid. We were coming out of a store, and this young man had on his OSU jacket, and I had on my OSU shirt. And I just stopped, and I said, Hey, I love your shirt, man. He looked at me and said, Hey, like yours too. And we just talked for just a second 
but what we were wearing gave us a bond, you know, and what we were wearing gave us opportunity to talk. And I just want to encourage you, as you wear these shirts, pray, God, give me an opportunity to talk about how I love my church, about how I love what God's doing, not in this facility, but in the lives of the people who sit in the pews week in and week out. God, help me talk about how I love my church. And I really can't wait to hear the conversations that happen. And then also, I want to challenge you to get connected. Pastor's going to be talking about this next week. I'm going to lay a preview challenge out there. Get connected. Get connected with our growth groups. Get connected with the ministry. Get connected by helping out. Get connected. We need all generations involved. Come on, somebody. We need all generations involved. So I don't care if you're in your teens. Let me throw this out, the teens. There's some teens in here that come to the Rock on Wednesday nights. What we do on Wednesday nights is awesome. But it's a branch off who this place is. This is the church. And what we do on Wednesday nights in our youth and our student ministry is an extension of the love of this place. And so don't just get connected to Wednesday nights. Get connected to the greater body. Get connected to the ones who help with what we do on Wednesday nights. Get connected to the ones who had the vision for Wednesday nights. Come on. Don't just get connected to a ministry. Get connected to the family. And we need everyone involved. Teenagers, if you're in your 20s in here, we need you involved. We need you helping out. We need you serving at rib dinners. We, we, we need you helping out with, with, our, with events. And, and we, we, we've got to get back to where we do life together. Yes. Yes. And we've, we've got a great core that, man, is here every time the doors are open, and that's fantastic. But we've got to open the arms and say, okay, we're ready for more. Amen. We're ready for more. Yes, we are. Thank you, Jesus. And we are. Thank you, Jesus. We are. We got to lay the foundation wider so that we can grow this thing higher. So that God can grow this thing higher. And I'm just laying the challenge to my generation. We've got to make this a priority in our life. We've got to make this a priority in our life. You've got to make this a priority. I know there's a lot of stuff out there we could be doing. But when I get to heaven, all that stuff won't matter. What happens here will. All that stuff is fun and God enjoys it and wants you to enjoy it. But don't let it override your love for the family of God. Come on, somebody. Thank you for those applause. I appreciate that. We love one another. We serve one another. And this is an awesome place to serve. Yes, it is. And we want to invite everyone yes. to come and be a part of yes. what I think is one of the greatest families on earth. Yeah. But the thing is, the doors are always open. This family is growing each and every day. Yes, it is. Come and join in. Amen? Yes. I love my church. Yes. 
I love my church. I believe in my church. I believe in what God wants to do through us. I believe we're impacting the community. I believe we're impacting our area. I believe we're impacting eternity. I believe God's doing something, and I believe we're just getting started. But it's going to take all of us getting involved. Amen? Amen. Father, we love you today. God, we thank you for your many blessings. God, thank you for this opportunity we have to come and just to grab hold of your word today. Father, today is just kind of a preview, setting the stage for the three weeks that are to come. But God, I ask that you just begin to speak to our hearts and speak to our lives. God, maybe there's some things in our life that needs to shift. God, I've, I've been there. Even as a pastor, I've been there. I've been there where the house of God wasn't a priority. I've been there where the family of God wasn't a priority. But God, I know as we have turned and we have said, God, help us make changes in our life, help us make changes in our schedule, help us make changes in our family. God, you have blessed our family as we have dove in even deeper with the greater family, the family of God. And God, I believe you're gonna do that for every family in this place. God, that your hand will extend their way And God, we're going to see great and mighty things happen and they're going to be blessed coming in and going out. God, they're the head and not the tail. And God, you're going to reign supreme. And those blessings will reign in their life. So Father, I just pray. I pray that we make that commitment. Again, it's not about to this facility. It's about the commitment we make to one another. That we're going to grow with one another. That we're going to serve with one another. That we're going to love one another. Even in hard times, even in disagreements, we're not running. We're family. We've developed relationship. And this is not a restaurant. This is a relationship-based house of God. God, we believe we're doing it the right way. We're doing it your way. And so, Father, we ask for your blessing in Jesus' name. Every head bowed and every eye closed this morning. If you're here today and you would say, Pastor, I'm not part of the family. I'm here today and I have yet to make a decision to follow Jesus Christ in my life. Listen, God wants you to be part of his family. He wants to be part of his family so bad that, man, he gave his son, Jesus Christ, for you. Jesus came and suffered and died and bled on an old rugged cross. Was buried in a tomb and on the third day he arose for you so that you could be here today that you could say, Jared, I want to be part of this family of God. If that's you and you never made that commitment or maybe you once have but you know that commitment has not been where it needs to be and this morning you just want to get things right and say, God, I'm coming home. I want to get things right with you. Will you just slip your hand up right now? You can slip it up and right back down.
anybody across this place? How many would say this morning, not Pastor Jared or Pastor Orville, but you're saying, God, I make a commitment to your family. I'm making a commitment to the family of God. I'm going to recommit. You love him, you serve him, you're saved, you're heading to heaven. But maybe the family hasn't been a priority in your life. It's like the restaurant. If it's good, I'll go back. If it's not, I'll wait. But this morning, you're saying, I want to recommit to the family, to growing with this family. If that's you, will you slip your hand up right now? Yeah, thank you. Yeah, thank you. Yes, thank you. Yeah, thank you. Praise you. Praise your name, Lord. Yeah, thank you. Yes, ma'am, thank you. Father, we love you today. God, you see every hand that was raised. God, we're not talking salvation now. We're just talking the commitment to the family. And God, I know you're going to speak to their heart and speak to their life and how that works out and how that plays out in their life. But God, I thank you that they see the need, they see the desire, God, to grow with the family, to make each other a priority in their life. God, that we're going to grow together. And so, Father, I ask for your blessing upon them and the decision they've made today. And God, I ask you just, just to do something special in their life today. God, just let them know you love them. You love them. And you're glad they're part of your family. So, Father, we ask all this in Jesus' mighty name.